Hi, my name is Aaron. My name is Edwin. And my name is Haley. And Edwin, you need to get closer to the mic. <laughs> Trump has complained about First Lady Melania not getting yeah, saying welcome to Road Trip Chat. Oh, to- sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, we're supposed to brand ourselves and say, hi, this is Road Trip Chats. This week's stories are... This week's stories are Trump has complained about First Lady Melania not getting enough major magazine covers. Beyonce uh, is donating $500,000 to pay people that were impacted by the eviction crisis, not to pay people to help people. Uh, New York City paramedics starts an OnlyFans to help her pay the bills, with AOC coming to her defense. Jesse J opens up about a new diagnosis. Parkland parents bake 1,700 cookies to give to the NRA, representing the children that were killed by gun violence. Nini Leaks calls out Andy Cohen for being a racist. Hillary or Hilaria Baldwin are under fire this week for cultural, appro- for cultural appropriation. Senator Josh Hawley becomes the first senator to officially announce that he will object the results of the presidential election. And an underground party app gets pulled after encouraging strangers to party together during the pandemic. These are this week's stories. Hello. Hi. Hi, guys. How are you guys doing? Are you guys $600 richer today? Not yet. I don't know. I haven't checked. How what about a you? joke. No, I have Wells Fargo. I'll probably get the money in a few months. <laughs> They're actually making jokes about that because I guess Wells Fargo has terrible... I don't know what it's called. Like when you have your money and it gets transferred to you, like they just take longer to get your balances updated and transferred, hmm. which is true. I don't so know. Did, did they officially say when it's hmm. dropping? Yesterday. So it was supposed to, like midnight today, I think. It was. No, it's yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, no, was it? Or is it midnight tonight? Or midnight yesterday? Midnight hmm. tonight okay. would, be, would be seven hours ago because we're filming right now at seven. I no. see I'm never mind. Okay, Edwin, start us off. All right. So, Donald Trump, and this is just his last month as president, you guys, just a few more weeks and we've made it, hopefully. Um, Donald Trump tweeted and shared his disappointment about the fake news media about not having put Melania Trump on magazine covers. Oh, oh yeah. I saw this. Yep. Um, and um, uh-huh. this came after somebody, I forgot the name of the user, I'm not even going to bother sharing their name. I probably should. But the user um, did tweet about, like, did you hear that little whistle <laughs> when I said tweet? Yeah. <laughs> um, he tweeted his concern. Well, I, is it a concern? I don't know. Just his statement about Melania not being on magazine covers, even though she is one of the best dressed in his opinion, um, first ladies. Although I do agree, I think Melania is pretty well-dressed. I think I would consider her a very well-dressed first lady. Um, Donald Trump went out to say that the fake news media um, has not put her on any covers and that he doesn't like that. What? Which, go ahead. I mean, I was just gonna say, to me, it just comes to no surprise. It's just like, is he just blind to how divided he's made this country, how... 
I just I just don't even know. Like it's just it's been four years of this, and he just still doesn't see like what he's done or what he's doing, and just how divided we all are. And he's all just right. worried about magazine covers. Yeah. I mean, I just think it goes to show how little um, these people, publishers, or whoever is in charge of of you know making decisions of who they want on their covers like how little they think of her and what do you guys think it is like do you think it's that they don't think that she is it that they're trying to stay out of the the controversy maybe of putting her on there and and all the stuff that comes with it or do you think that she's just literally not worthy like what does she even do no i think she if she wasn't a Trump, she would have been on a bunch of magazine covers and interview tours and, you know, this and that. But like you said, it's just... <laughs> What's an interview tour? I mean, she'd be on, I've like, been on, on Good one Morning... Of those. She'd, been on, she'd be on Good Morning America, you know, oh, yeah. Oprah show, if that was still a thing, Ellen show, you know, like, she'd be doing all this, but she rarely has made any of those appearances. I feel like the only appearances I can personally remember are of Melania at Trump rallies. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can recall her being like on the Ellen show, Good Morning America, like mm-hmm. on a Food Network show or, you know, filming a video with Beyonce. You know, it's just like, that's not what Melania has done or maybe even given the opportunity to do so. But I think it's the controversy that comes with the Trump name now. I mean, we've discussed it before, I believe on this podcast. Um, even like Ivanka, like, it's it's been said that she probably will not return to her New York socialite life that she's been taking out of uh, multiple charity groups and her name has been taking out of events and all these things that, you know, like an Upper East Side princess is proud to be part of. And Melania, she's not on any magazine covers because of the controversy the Trump name carries. And I mean, if I saw that on Vogue, I don't know if I'd be happy with that just because how controversial that is but i do agree with that melania i think she is probably one of the better dressed first ladies i do think so i don't think i've ever seen her like in a horrible horrendous outfit yeah i do think she looks great she looks great it's just yeah. you know we're just i mean not, i'm not into yeah. her or i just don't know what she does i mean she what did she say something about christmas trees and the roses and I don't know, but I mean, there's bigger fish to fry here, Trump. Let's not worry about magazine covers. Um, And I did look up how many magazine covers Michelle Obama had during her um, reign as first lady, and she did 12 covers and three. She has been on the cover of Vogue three times. And Melania was on the cover of Vogue once a very long, long time ago. Was that in the wedding dress? I, I believe so, and her whole title on the Vogue cover was Trump's new wife or something like that. Okay, that's what I saw. Yeah, which many people, from what I was reading this week about that, just to get more information, a lot of people accused Trump of actually buying that mm-hmm. magazine cover. So it wasn't during the, his term? It wasn't during his term. It was a long time ago. And, I mean, they haven't been on, they have never been, inv- I don't know if they've been invited to, but in recent years, I don't think I've ever seen them at the Met Gala invited, you know, they're just, 
They're not part of that. Well, she went. Um... Anna Winter went on like record in uh in saying she'll never invite Donald Trump to the Met Gala because yeah. she invited him once and that it was horrible and so yeah. All right, good everyone. Yeah. Okay. You uh, sound like a chore just moving along. Like everybody good. You sound like a parent. Beyonce has decided to donate five thousand dollar grants to a hundred people. You're doing this, Erin? Oh yeah, I thought you wanted to cover this one, Haley. No, no, I'm just surprised that you're doing this. Oh well, it's because you chose the other topics. So I, uh, yeah, I know. I thought that when you when you when you told me which ones you wanted to cover, and I looked and I'm like, oh, I'm sure she chose the the Beyonce one. And I looked and I was like, oh, and I was like, all right, I guess I'll cover that. I honestly thought Edwin, you choose this one. (laughs) I mean, you can, Edwin, if you wanted to. I'm just... I mean, I don't even like that we're discussing this on air. Looks... You don't like that we're discussing Beyonce? No, like, you chose that story. Who chose that? I think it, like, it's making us look sloppy right now. Oh, no, I don't care. No. Discussing it. Um, that, because you sent that topic to me about the, among others, the Beyonce one. And so mm-hmm. that's why it was one of the ones that I'm like, oh, Edwin likes Beyonce. And I just think it's animals. funny that you're you're reading this, but go on. One. Yes, yes, I wasn't. Uh, it wasn't my first choice. Uh, but she's still great. What she's doing is great. It's not. A, it's not a personal attack. Um, she's decided to donate five thousand dollar grants to a hundred people in the country who are at risk of foreclosure or evictions due to the coronavirus pandemic. People can apply for these grants starting January seventh, two thousand twenty-one. An estimated nine point two million renters are behind on their rent due directly to the pandemic. Housing moratoriums were lifted on December 26, resulting in many evictions and foreclosures. And now that the moratorium has been lifted, landlords can now ask for all of their back rent. Uh, those who want to apply for the grants must submit the necessary documentation to the NAACP. Your guys' thoughts, Edwin? I mean, or both. <laughs> Go Beyonce. I love her clearly. Yeah. And I mean, I just think it's kind of interesting living in the country like america where we're supposed to be the best number one you know make america great again but it's it's beyonce that's helping people giving these grants and it's it's um mackenzie bezos donating billions of dollars towards covid relief i believe the um dolly Parton funded a vaccine is it was um the creator of Twitter, Jack, he donated his portion of, I believe it's the Cash App. He donated his portion of stocks to go towards COVID relief. And I just feel like the celebrities and public figures in America have done more than the government has. I mean, one time $1,200 check and they're still fighting over what we're going to get. Twelve. I mean, I was going to say 12 months later. It's like, what, nine months later? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's sad that they're not doing anything. We're relying on Beyonce, even though I, don't, I personally, I think it's amazing what she's doing. Charity is great. If anybody's able to donate to local food shelters in their city or donate to homeless shelters, I think everybody should. Um, and Beyonce is doing the work. I think it's really cool and nice of her. And you're right. I mean, I think it's sad that there's more stories about celebrities or, you know, public figures, like you said, coming out and reaching out of their pockets and, you know, put, you know, donating it. And 
taking more responsibility for the pandemic and and less of the government but that's just what we're dealing with now but they're for her i I don't even know what to say it's kind of sad so i mean like i said if you guys are able to donate to local food shelters i would invite you guys homeless shelters um just for reference um i recently donated um gifts to the la food shelter on behalf of um, friends and family because i didn't feel like going shopping i didn't feel like you know ordering anything online really just because i feel bad for amazon workers and ups and delivery people so i didn't i haven't had any packages received recently or ordered anything once it comes down i probably will because i feel guilty right now so i didn't order any gifts and instead i donated money to the la food bank and on their website, they kind of give you the breakdown of what your money goes to and how much it's helping. So a $25 donation is about 100 meals to people in need. So I was able to donate. I know not everybody is, but if you're able to, I would look into that. Awesome. And you get a tax credit. If you want to be smart, you get that tax credit, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, Haley, what's our other story? Um, okay. So in, in New York City, a paramedic. Has, has has had such a difficult time uh, making ends meet that she started in OnlyFans to help pay her bills. Um, her name is Lauren Quay. Um, she's 23 years old. Um, she started her OnlyFans and charged $11.99 a month um, saying this. Uh, At the end of the day, it doesn't affect how I treat people. What I do in my free time is my business. It has no effect on how I care for my patients. I know when I'm working, I'm a paramedic, and, I, and I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty good at my job. Um, Koi makes minimum wage in New York City. Um, she earns about $15 an hour. Um, a veteran FDNY paramedic said um, other EMTs and paramedics make more money by pulling extra shifts inst- instead of pulling off their clothes. Um, AOC came to defense of Quay um, and she tweeted leave her alone the actual scandalous headline here is medics in the United States need two jobs to survive as well as saying blame shouldn't be on her but instead on the federal government um, who has done almost nothing to help people in months we must pass stimulus checks UI small business relief hospital funding etc wow the fact that well, that that's the end of the story. Um, <laughs> the fact that some people are being critical of this is just so small and sad. You know, I mean, she's just trying to pay her bills. She's literally just basically working two jobs, you know. And who the hell cares what she's doing? I mean, I, I don't know. I think I think people, the person who ever said compared her to the other paramedics who pull off um, extra shifts for you know to make more money is just yeah they need a shut up to just, yeah they need to just go away I mean the person the, the New York whatever person FDNY that you said that mm-hmm. said um, people pull extra shifts not pull off their clothes like like shut up like it's a pandemic people's hours are getting cut everywhere no matter where you work, you either have a job, you don't, or if you do have a job, 
they're paying you minimum or you're working minimum hours. Or, yeah, or you're working more than you should be and you have a family and you're not yeah. spending enough time with your family. Um, I mean, what if this just works better for her and allows her to spend more yeah. time at home and taking care of what she needs to take care of? I mean, we just need to lose the judgment overall. Yeah. And I, I love AOC for coming out and um, to her defense on Twitter. Yeah. She's been um, a clear champion in the past year of this whole COVID pandemic about getting help to United States citizens that need it. I mean, as we've discussed in this podcast, you know, moratorium done. People are going to get kicked out soon. People are going to be losing their houses, losing their apartments, homes where they live. And this person, this EMT, she is trying to survive in this country at any means necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything, Aaron? Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you guys. Um, that person needs to shut up and stop being judgmental. Uh, AOC's showing us, killing it. She's doing good work. And, um, yeah, I agree with what you were saying in the beginning, Haley. It really is nobody else's business. Like, exactly what she was saying. Like, she does her job well. There's no need for, she could do whatever she wants. And, um, yeah, I Oh, and she commented, I forgot, she she got upset by, because I guess the New York Post um, wrote the article and gave her full name and, like, gave information that she didn't give. Like, she was not answering questions to a reporter personally, like, oh, yeah, I know you're going to do this. So she got a little bit upset because, I mean, there's a chance she may be fired because that company that she works for, mm. um, they put in their, like, description saying, like, you... You have to follow certain guidelines and like mm-hmm. adhere to what we believe is good, um, I guess, moral code in their opinion. And even when you're not working. So they found out who she is and the New York Post gave her full name, all of her information. So it complicated things. And she was a little upset by that. Um, wow. And AOC tweeted about that, too. Like she did not want her name, her full name revealed. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, that's wow. how I feel. I yeah, hope you she know, doesn't like, get fired. That's just ridiculous. Like, way to go, New York Times. Yeah, I hope so too. No, New York, New York Post. New York Post <laughs> Sorry, New York, New York Times. Times. New York Post. New York Post <laughs> is like New York Times is more reputable. New York Post tends to tabloid. Yeah, tabloid. Oh. They tend to make really bad headlines to try to get readers, and sometimes offensive, and it's just not good. But um, yeah, it's really sad. Um, sex work is sex work. It's the oldest trade in the world so and yeah like this may be a form of sex work but i recently found out what only fans was really yes and i mean it's not i mean in my opinion i mean there's all people can do whatever they want but it doesn't seem all too bad to me i mean it seems like it's mostly just photos that people request right um it depends on the creator that's making those posts and what they're putting uh, only fans was actually created to um for people businesses or for some for people to post videos of them teaching or sharing a trade or something like i could be a painter and i want to go and then have fans follow me and learn with me or whatever but then it was adapted into a more um sex work kind of thing adult content. adult content mm. content and 
from there it just blew off as that. So I get it depends on what the person wants to post and what they're sharing and what they're comfortable with. Interesting. Well, good for her. Yeah. All right, Edwin, what's the story? Um, Jessie J recently opened up about her struggle and I had to look it up because I can't pronounce the new diagnosis, Meniere's disease. And um, Jesse J, uh, one of the, I think in my opinion, and a lot of people say one of the best vocalists of all time, um, is struggling with, and from my understanding, it's like an inner ear condition that can affect balance, can um, cause symptoms of vertigo, and can cause temporary um, deafness in the ear, which is horrible for somebody that their career and what they do is their trade is singing. So she's so brave. Are you serious? What? <laughs> Am I serious about what? But that was mean to say. She's so brave. It's a joke. I know, but that's mean. I don't care. I don't like her. Hey, I honestly like, like who is Jesse J? I don't know who you're talking about. She's you know, I'm, she she's never really took off. She's a singer. She's a singer. And she was with Channing Tatum when they broke yeah, up. Yeah, and um, she's been featured in a lot of music, but her career, I don't feel like it took off to the capacity that it should have because I think she's one of the mm-hmm. best vocalists of all time. She, she, like, she's up there. Really? And a lot, of, a lot of people would agree with me. Like I've seen various videos on TikTok of people discussing who the best singers of all time are. Whitney Houston, Celine Dion, Ariana Grande, Mariah Carey, Beyonce... And always in the mix is Jesse J. And when we're done with this, I'm gonna send you guys a clip of Jesse J singing um I, I what song what Winnie Houston song does she does, I forget. And um her just her career just never fully took off to the capacity, even though she can hit notes, she can belt it out. I don't like her. What's her favorite what's like her, her best song out there? I have no clue. She does like that song Bang Bang with like Ariana Grande and Oh my god, I hate um, that song. I do too, but she's talented. I don't yeah. I don't I'm not saying she's not. Of course she's talented, but if I ever meet her, um I'm going to say you were rude to my best friend who loves you and went to your concert and Aaron wrong artist. No, that was Jesse J. No, no that was Jesse Ware. Who the hell's Jesse Ware? <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Jesse. Jay. I feel bad. I'm so sorry. No, you're so for no reason. It wasn't for no reason. It wasn't for no reason. There was a reason because I thought that was a person we were talking people. about. Oh, yes. Okay. I apologize. I just did. Sorry, Jesse J. I'm, she doesn't give a damn anyway, but yeah, I didn't. I thought well, it was she's her. She's one of our 15 listeners. <laughs> well, I, I didn't know. Yeah. So I thought it was her. Um, Jesse Ware. I don't know who that is. Jesse yeah, Ware? You don't know who you... that is. You don't know who that is, but you're comfortable slandering a name I, if it's if it was jesse Ware, then yes i don't like you jesse Ware. same i don't i'm not i'm not slandering saying i don't like somebody is not slandering and, and i if it was jesse J, I would have said the same thing i don't care anyone who mistreats my best friends mm-hmm. has i have an issue with them and if they have vertigo good <laughs> i like it i'm glad i'm glad they have temporary deafness yeah, that's well, what they get karma i, I don't feel like jesse J deserves that yeah I of course like... it wasn't her so yeah. sorry jesse i hope you're doing okay bless you <laughs> Oh gosh, let me look up Jesse Ware real quick. <laughs> I wish I could play on this podcast like that Jesse J cover that I want to show you guys, but we don't. I can't show that right because of copyright. Well, you can't play it because yeah, we'll have we'll get fined. Yeah, but look it up. Let me. Uh, what's the name of the video, Jesse J? Just send me the link. 
I'll send Are you, you guys sure a... it's Jesse Ware? Yes, Aaron, because, yeah, trust me, I, I saw Jesse Ware with with our friend. And, okay. yeah, I wasn't there when it happened, but she shared it, the story. Okay, and the, the cover that she did She's is um, Jesse J. Uh, she, co- she covers I Have Nothing, and she actually did that on a Chinese TV show. And the TV show is like American Idol. It's like people trying to get famous and sing. And Jessie J's on there singing, even though she's already a very well-known artist. And she wins the competition. And she ends it with, I have nothing by Whitney Houston. And she did a, a great cover. This was when she was already famous? Are you? Yeah, she did this in 2018. Hmm. Two years ago. I mean, is she really famous if we didn't know who she was? I mean, I mean, she's been featured in things. I think people know her name. I just don't think yeah. her, her career took off to the capacity that I feel like she's at because she yeah. I think she's one of the best vocalists of all time I have heard and this is just gossip okay. so I apologize it could be totally wrong but I have heard and in, through inner circles that she is very difficult to work with I mean so are you I'm speaking about Jesse Jesse J, J. or Jesse where I'm speaking about Jesse J I'm speaking about Jesse J I don't know if any of that's true uh, mm-hmm. Jesse, we'd love to hear from you and your people. Uh, feel free to come on. We'd love to know if that's, if that's wrong. I'd be happy to apologize to your face. Uh, yeah, don't know. But okay, we're good. Yeah. She's talking about her, her poor condition. Okay, so our next story. Patricia and Manuel Oliver had baked 1,700 cookies in the shape of small people with little holes in them to represent bullets. These cookies are meant to represent the 1,700 children who are killed by gun violence every year. And a recent NRA social media post shows a picture of Santa Claus reading a Christmas list requesting ammo. Patricia Oliver plans to deliver the baked goods personally to their office in Washington, D.C. Mr. and Mrs. Oliver lost their son on Valentine's Day um, at the shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in 2018. He was 17. I think the way that I, th- I love the way they decided to call them out and... I thought it was such a unique and powerful way to, you know, to bring it to their attention. That you know, obviously they're there. it's brought to their attention already, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I love the performative art aspect of it. It's like, and it really it shows the numbers like seventeen hundred cookies laying out there. Like that's a lot. And, I kind of oh go ahead. oh sorry continue. Um. No, I just thought about, I, I don't know why this occurred. I, I don't know. I've seen too many movies, but the thought in my head was about uh, those people in like the NRA offices just being like, oh, all we did was just get a bunch of cookies. Like, we're happy about that and them not taking mm-hmm. it seriously. Um, just like, I don't know, an evil behind closed doors, I how mean, they're they feeling. They probably don't care. Yeah. Which is sad because, I mean, we're one of, we're supposed to be, like I said before, we're supposed to be the best love our people we're the best make the most money and we're the best but we have ridiculous amounts of gun violence caused by civilians all right Haley, are you there yes yes i'm here okay aaron are you there i am here (laughs) are you there edwin i'm just hanging on yeah (laughs) all right I Go have ahead, um, a story about Nini Leakes, who is a Real Housewife. Um, uh, I'm sorry, which one? Which show is she from, Edwin? Atlanta. Atlanta. But she's not there. Oh, anymore. she's off. She's off now. But which one was she on? Atlanta. She's been on and off. I see. 
Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. So Nini Leaks took to Twitter to call the creator of Housewives, Annie Cohen, a racist, as well as accusing him of using cocaine. Um, Nini Leaks also said that she was given less and less episodes with every season and says that her white co-stars were given um, full season episodes every season. She pointed out Ramona Singer, Kyle Richards, and Teresa... Ooh, how do you say her last name? Uh, Guidas. Guidas. Um, as, as examples Guidas. of... White... No, actually, I'm sorry. It's, it's Judici. Judici. Not oh. even kidding. I literally looked oh. that up. That sounds much nicer. Because she's Italian. Uh, yeah. Teresa, um, <laughs> what did I say? Judice? Gudici? Yeah, I forgot what I said. It's Italian. Gudici. It's pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, she called out these other um, housewives and gave them, um, named them as examples of um, white housewives who were granted um, granted more episodes um, Every- yeah. in the season. While Nini Leakes said she was only offered um, six episodes of a season. Um, I thought this was interesting and also pretty out there of her to call out yeah. Andy Cohen um, on Twitter and accuse him of using cocaine. I mean, I think Andy Cohen can come off as like the one the the guy um, who is in charge of the housewives and like everyone loves him, like he can't do any wrong. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I, I personally didn't watch Atlanta. Um, so I, I don't really know how I've watched that line. Uh, I've watched all of them. I love the housewives, I've, as you guys have heard. Nene Leaks, um, her career blew off obviously on the housewives after where she was on multiple shows, um, most notably Glee. And so it her career took off after that. Wow, I didn't know that. And um, she's always been out there with her statements and the things that she says. She definitely has that flair for drama. So, like, seeing these kind of things didn't really, like, surprise me of her accusations and what she said. The things about racism, I kind of can see that. Andy Cohen, a white man, comes in and creates a show about um, black women in Atlanta. They're all black. The I don't think there's ever been a white Atlanta housewife. I thought there was that one woman. Um, she was constantly feuding with Kim. Oh, Kim Zolciak. I forgot she yeah. was the only white one. Yeah. That was the first few seasons. How the hell do I know that? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I know. I don't know why I know that. You secretly watch, don't you? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, secretly. I'm, yeah. Um... <laughs> and um, that was the first few seasons. And then thereafter that, there's really never been a white cast member. So, you know, they're filming black culture and their slang and their what they wear. You know, it's like you're kind of writing off the backs of, of black women and black culture. And Andy, I think he's he's also come into the limelight for contracts and what he takes away from the housewives. So my question is, is like, I mean, he they get paid and they're voluntarily going onto this show yeah. to do it. So like, are is it? I mean, it, I don't know because if if I mean they're you, getting you paid know what to, you're think, signing on to essentially. Well, I'm saying like it's it'd be different if he was doing the show and he was the one making all the money and none of the people on the show were making any money like yeah he's profiting off of their backs but they're getting paid they're getting a paycheck as well they volunteered to be on the show so like what level of responsibility i just i don't know is it is it as is it as bad when they're getting paid for it as well and they choose to do this i mean they know what they're signing on to clearly if any of them are smart they read the contracts and 
from what I've read before, just because things like this always come up, is Andy gets a portion of all their businesses that they promote on Housewives. And Nini Leagues owns like clothing stores and she's had businesses. So it's like he does take money from them in that sense, but he's also given them a career kind of and a spotlight. But I guess Nini is unhappy with her not having as many episodes as other. No, I know, but my, no, that's not my question. My question though is like, is it, is he like taking money off of the backs of black women if they're getting a pay cut as well and they're choosing to be on the show? Mm -hmm. Like, how does that? Like, where do we draw the line on how someone's taking advantage or someone making money off of people of color when those people are also getting paid to, you know, yeah. do it? I mean, I guess but, but it would be, Andy. I mean, there's there's more of the shows with white people, too. You know, like, he's mm-hmm. not just getting paid off of, like, making money off of black women. It's he's making money off of a lot of different women, you know? But he's I've, I've said in I've said in other episodes because we cover the housewives a lot in another one of our episodes, I think I talked about we got into a whole like 20 minute discussion and I was saying how what he does is problematic to begin with. Like his shows are not good. They perpetuate stereotypes about mm-hmm. women, bad stereotypes, and he pushes really bad narratives about women and like the cattiness, the fighting, shattering glasses, throwing tables backstabbing one another gossiping like all of this literally all of the worst things that have always been associated to women he is literally making millions and millions of dollars off of pushing this and these women are making money too that's true but they're also in some way just saying you know what i'm complicit and i agree with this because i'm going to make money and it's okay that i'm pushing this this story whether it's true or not i don't know um but in, I think in general, what these shows just are not a good representation of women, black, Asian, Latin, white, or any other. It's just not good. It's just entertaining. Right. That's all it is. It's entertaining. But I do agree with Aaron says um, Andy is very problematic. Um, I mean, even his like talk show, it's hypersexualized, a lot of drinking. They literally do like rounds of shots. I mean, it is cable TV and it's up late at night. So, I mean, it's not during the daytime with like little toddlers watching it. But see, I don't think that's the problem. Like, I don't mind the drinking. You have every right to do that. But Mm -hmm. it's when you're like, it's like if I if if I made a show uh, that starred, you know, a bunch of Asians or the Latin community and it was nothing but pushing stereotypes and like making sure that this narrative gets followed while I profit off of it, like taking shots on a TV show and, you know, yeah, that's I don't. That's not really the problem for me. The problem is when you're profiting off of pushing these really negative stereotypes about communities or people. I mean, yeah, it's, Real Housewives. It's all extremely well edited, bad moments between friends. I think, and I mean, they know what they're signing up for. I don't know why Nini is so surprised. I mean, if she has receipts, bring them out. Because at this point, it just kind of sounds like. She's a little hurt. She was only in six episodes, but she's not coming back to the Housewives. I don't know if she was invited or not. Last season didn't end so well for her. So well, she went. So her second announcement of leaving was on YouTube saying that she's not coming back. And then when Andy Cohen and Wendy Williams were discussing it together, I think it was on Watch What, Watch what Happens. Um, Wendy was just saying how whatever Nini does on her own will be boring. She's like, nobody wants to see about you as a grandmother. That's boring. No one wants to see you and your family or you making it in Hollywood. And they're supposed to be really good friends. Her and wow. Wendy. And Wendy was just like, and Wendy was telling Andy, she's like, she'll be back. And and then I mean, Nini if- didn't wait. She jumped on Twitter and started coming back and saying a bunch of stuff about Wendy. And then that's when the things about Andy came up as well. Wow. 
it's not the first time Nini has left the show as well. I mean, she there was a few seasons in the middle of Atlanta Housewives, and she wasn't there. Yeah, that's why I said yeah. she was her second departure. Yeah. Okay, um, Edwin, you're next, right? Oh, yeah, the fun story. <sighs> this one's fun. This one exploded online. Oh, I was like, which story is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Hillary, a.k.a. Ilaria Baldwin was accused by a Twitter user this past um, Christmas week of cultural appropriation. Um, Twitter user, I believe, was Lenny Brosco or something like that, tweeted something along the lines of, um, has anybody or... She said like something about Hilaria Baldwin's decade-long cultural appropriation and claiming that she's Spanish and fabricating all these things and she just posted a bunch of different videos and articles of hillary baldwin just perpetuating and saying that she's spanish and giving the illusion that she's spanish even though hillary baldwin um, she changed her name to Ilaria baldwin Um, hillary baldwin is american born and raised in boston parents are american she's she's white she's american Okay. Well, um, so for me, there's, I don't, I don't, I really, I struggle. Again, I want to emphasize, I am not defending her. I am not defending her at all. However, I get confused because it seems like there's this, if someone came from Germany and came to America, a family came from Germany to America, had kids and their kids had kids, second generation, people are going to be like, oh, an American family. No question. They're Americans. Look at them. Look at that. They're American. But then if a Mexican family comes and then they have kids and the next kid, people have kids and now they're second generation, it's like, oh, you're Mexican-American. German-Americans don't say they're German-Americans. They're just Americans because it's, you know, the white thing. And I don't like her, like how you were saying, like, she's American. Her parents her were from are from America. Like, they, I don't know where her bloodline goes. I don't know if it, what if some of her parents or one of her parents is from Spain and then those, you know, her great grandparents were from Spain and then they moved here. Like, does that make her any less Spanish? And I feel like that happens a lot of the same in, in most communities. The same thing, like if you're Chinese and they come here and they have kids and the second generation has kids and all of a sudden it's like, I'm Chinese American. But then to the Chinese community, it's like, no, you're not. You're not one of us. You're American Chinese. You're not Chinese. Or the same thing with Mexicans, like you're not Mexican enough because you were born in America or, oh, your parents were born in America and you're born in America. You're, you're white. You're, you're trying not... to lose me, like your whole point. I think I'm saying like, I don't understand where the line, like, it seems like it only affects certain communities. And it's like Mexican, if you're, if you're Mexican, you get to retain that about yourself. Like I'm Mexican American, even though I was born in America and my parents were born in America and my parents, parents, parents were born in America. We have some relatives in Mexico. So therefore... We're Mexican, even though I don't know much about my culture kind of thing. That's just an example. Whereas, wait, whereas an example of Hillary, if, and again, I don't know. I'm just saying that if it was some, it seems like that happens a lot if you're Mm -hmm. from Europe. Whereas if you have family that was born in Europe and then come here, you're no longer Spanish American, Italian American, German American. You're just, you look white, so you're American. Do you get what I'm saying? Like it erases Mm -hmm. the identity where... It seems like if you're a person of color or a minority group, you retain that. And it's like, you're not American enough. Yeah. I don't know. Like how you were saying, you're just saying like, she's American. Like, I don't know. What if, what if her great grandparents were like, from Spain? Doesn't that mean the, she's still the examples that you're giving, Spanish? I feel like 
like the whole like Mexican American thing or like Native American. I feel like that's like I didn't say Native American. I feel like well, I'm bringing that up because oh. I feel like that's an example. Um, that's a narrative or BS created by the United States government and its people. Like, like not saying that Native Americans are not American. They're Native American or Indigenous. Like, no, like they're they're American or the same way like Mexicans. Like they're Mexican American. No, they're American. Like Baja California was was part of mexico for a very long time and california was part of mexico so a lot of people stayed here for a long time but you yourself, they're american they just look brown like but you yourself say you're mexican-american why wouldn't you just since you're born here say i'm an american just like hillary is an american because she was born here that erases that the, the past mm. right so she's not spanish-american she's just american so you're not mexican-american by that rationale you're mm. just american i think the issues with with what's happening with hillary is like the fabrication and I think the lies that she said, like she said that she grew up in Spain and now she's saying that she never said that. She just said that she vacationed in Spain a lot. She was born Hillary, but then she changed it to Hilaria mm -hmm. because that's what she was called since a bit, since she was a baby that she was always Hilaria. Why didn't your parents name you Hilaria? Like, why did you change that later on as an adult? It's like me. I was born Edwin, but later on I want to change my name to donovan because you know it's just my family always called me donovan i mean it's, it's you like, have every right to i mean do that. you do i don't know like, i just but don't like, why like... are you gonna go on like with like like just say it like you you like the culture whatever it's like don't like i feel like she just dug herself in a hole and i don't know if she knows how to get out and it's kind of yeah it's kind of hilarious like it, it really is like a bad hole to be in and now she has to try to I mean, do out. we truly not like have we ruled out that she doesn't have any relation to that culture? I have no because I think it's different Edwin, if she does. Think? You know, if she does, I think yeah. there's I think a too, difference. Like, oh my god! Wait, well, also think like I don't know. It just feels like I mean, there's a difference. It's I uh, maybe not, but uh, I could be wrong. But you know, remember Rachel Dolezal? No. Okay, Rachel Dolezal was that white woman who pretended to be black. Like, she literally got perms to have black hair. She wore makeup that would make her look darker. She adopted three black children. She was the head of one of the, um, I think, N NAACP chapters. Okay, yeah. Um, and there's many women like this, but I think I remember this yeah, one. So, so I think there's a difference between a woman like that who's literally, like, faking being black and even though Rachel did do really good things for the black community, despite the impersonations and all that stuff, like she did do good work in to some degree. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I, I feel like we're dragging her through the coals. I know so little about this story. So I feel like I'm just going to get in trouble for what I'm saying, because I literally don't know. I have no idea if she has Spanish roots. If she does, even if they're her great, great grandparents, it just seems like people need to back off. Like people really care this much about a name. Mm -hmm. Like, Ilaria versus Hillary like really this is do we not have anything better to do and I'm not trying to diminish your story I'm just saying society in general it seems like we've gone to a certain point where social media finds something out and it's just like everybody takes off like a wildfire it's just like she needs everyone get the pitchforks and the fire sticks and we're gonna kill her for <laughs> what she did and it's like she changed her name sure maybe she lied about that she only vacationed in Spain and she exaggerated the truth she she seems like she's very appreciative of the culture. She's not someone who's trying to steal it. She seems like she genuinely loves the Spanish culture and she tries to embody that. In terms of impersonating an accent, yeah, girl, what are you doing? Don't you don't need to do that. But in terms of like, if she changes her name because she likes it, like I, 
I don't. I would never make a fuss to my friends about this if and any one of them Aaron, did that. The issue is cultural appropriation, though, and that's never okay. I do agree that we should be able to move past that, and we should all appreciate each other's cultures. We should all love everybody equally. But we live in the United States, where unfortunately, there is a narrative, and there is yeah, I don't, con- there's mm-hmm. constant fights always in the media and between people, and it it's just something that I think happens in this country, and I I don't think this would be an issue in Europe if people were like oh like i'm french i'm english whatever it's like it's here and that's because here in the united states there's a constant race yeah. war that is being fueled in part by our government i think because here there are so many socioeconomic differences between people of color and white people so hillary hillary hilaria baldwin or whatever her name is her changing her name to hilaria and spanish this spanish that the issue with that is cultural appropriation and she she's taking these names and these culture to possibly make herself more interesting maybe make herself a little bit more appealing in the media maybe she just wants to look a little bit more interesting and there is an issue with that when you're writing on the backs of yes, a different and, culture and she hasn't to, to try to make yourself look she better hasn't, no because, sorry go ahead no, go ahead. I'm no, just sorry. saying, like, she, it, it's it's almost like a, a slap in the face. If she has no relation to being any type in Spanish at all, it's almost a slap in the face mm-hmm. for those who had to overcome obstacles and be an immigrant from Spain f- to come here and live here. Yes. <laughs> there, there was an article on... Um... I believe it was people I was reading it this morning as I was reading more about like the Hillary things. There was um, a reporter that wrote an article. I believe she was a reporter that wrote the article. Her name was um, Alejandrina. And she talked about how being an immigrant here, being a parent of immigrants here, like just her name was so different. Mm -hmm. It's not American. People made fun of it. People couldn't say Alejandrina. People couldn't say Ale. Like they just gave her so many different names. And then you have somebody like Hillary Baldwin, who I don't like Hillary anymore. I like Hilaria because I was always called that as a kid. It's like a slap in the face to those people that had such a hard time growing up in this country where names couldn't be pronounced. Like, how many times have you misheard your last name, Haley? I'm not going to say your last name or even like my last name. It's my last name is very Mexican Spanish sounding. So she did say she says when it came to her name, when she was growing up in the United States, she would go by the name Hillary. And when she would travel to Spain, she would use Hilaria. And she ultimately decided to go by Hilaria. She she went apparently her and her family went to Spain a lot. I'm not surprised that people in Spain couldn't say Hillary or they just called her that in Spanish. It's like it's like, again, like I mean, Hilaria is her name. <laughs> it's just Spanish. Like my name is Aaron. And if I change my name, I'm not changing. If I went yeah. by Aaron and I just told people my name is Aaron, like it's still my name, Aaron or Aaron. Yeah. Like she just chose I mean, to go and, by the Spanish and this version. Is, this is just what she's saying. Like at this point, like I don't really know if I, if I can believe what she's saying just because it sounds like, sounds like a little fabricated in my opinion. I don't know. Yeah, the story. Yeah, I don't know. It's just. And I'm not condoning cultural appropriation or defending it in any way. I'm just saying. It just seems like such a slippery slope on like, we're so ready to drag people through the coals when something like this comes out and it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe she did do all this. And in which case she is wrong for lying about it. And I mean, she is from Boston. She says in herself in the Instagram post, she says, I'm a white girl. So yeah, if she lied and fabricated everything. Yeah, she's totally wrong. And she's, she should never have done any of this. But if it's 
if it is something like she does have Spanish heritage or she speaks Spanish fluently and she did travel frequently and, you know, she just likes the name Hilaria and she wanted to go by that. And she says she teaches her kids Spanish. She is fluent in Spanish. Um, I mean, it's, she doesn't, it's not really, I mean, damn, the girl knows more Spanish than I do. I barely speak Spanish. Like, so am I qualified to call myself Latin? Like, that's what I'm saying is like, where do we draw the line on what's cultural appropriation and what is someone who is genuinely, genuinely appreciates the culture knows the food, knows the language, knows the customs and does things like that to where it's like, this is, she's yeah. one of us. That's what such appropriation is taking somebody's culture and profiting off of it. And I, then the way I think Hillary did by changing her name, possibly maybe trying to be more interesting. So when if, all these news articles and things. So what if I have native American blood mm-hmm. in me and I start a business and I become famous and I'm profiting off of the native American culture. And I don't belong to a a reservation officially. I do not speak Apache or Cherokee. I don't speak any of the native languages. I'm, but I am native American by blood. Like, am I culturally? I mean, I would say no, I literally, but why just because I have the blood. Mm -hmm. And that's problematic because there are other people who, take on the culture learn the language native american language is really difficult i'm not saying but in general you could be someone who like um a white guy who loves mexican culture takes on knows the dish he can cook mexican food better than anyone else he knows spanish he really adopted the culture it's bad because he's white and he can't do that i mean i I think it's just like like we talked about last week it would depend if he is giving back to the community you know, or if he's just purely mm-hmm. profiting off of the Spanish culture, that's different. But if he is truly appreciates it, loves it, makes money yeah. off of it and puts it back into that community, you know, I think mm-hmm. that deserves a little bit of a pass or some forgiveness. Yeah. But that was so, also specific to like restaurants because she's a yoga instructor and married to a famous guy. Like she doesn't, she's not, a, she's not, um, an ambassador for Spain. She doesn't do anything like that. It's just her name and speaking Spanish and claiming to be Spanish. Mm-hmm. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know she still profits indirectly, but she's not someone who's just like, I have a bunch of Spanish restaurants. I own a gym that's all in Spanish. And like, we represent Spain, like that sort of stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah, I guess I'm just playing devil's advocate. Because I, think I, you really... are. I think you're, you're giving these examples that although I think they may or may not happen. I think what I said last week and what Haley brought up again cultural appropriation is wrong you shouldn't profit off the back of different cultures people of color because that is wrong that's not what there's you, a different wait a minute but that's not you and Haley saying that i've already repeated i've said this i'm not condoning cultural appropriation I, by any I, means. i'm just bringing up what Haley had said before about what i had said last week you said you and Haley. i just wanted to be clear i'm on the same boat okay. with that i'm not okay <laughs> I, yes I... you are you're on the boat aaron but um what, sorry what Haley um had mentioned and what i had said Culture, I think cultural appropriation is wrong. You shouldn't profit off of a different culture. Um, people of color, I don't think you should profit off that and make money for yourself unless you're giving back to its people because culture is not just, you know, movies and food and the language. It's also its people. So unless you're going to give back and be appreciative of the people that have created that culture, then it's wrong, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I, agree I don't know. This this one has is like a gray area for me. I, I mean, I feel like there's so many questions still unanswered. Like we need to know more about her, and yeah. that's why like she she kind of refused to 
answer so many things. I think she, from the video that I saw, even at like Baldwin, like I think she felt mm. cornered, and she made it sound like I never said that. I never, even though she, there are interviews of her saying I grew up in Spain and her accent and her accent, she flipped it and said, "No, I don't have an accent, or I do because I switch from English to Spanish so often." And she said, "No, I didn't grow up in Spain. I just vacationed there every year as a kid." Like yeah, and then they she said she did say that she was born in Mallorca, Spain. Yeah, is that how you pronounce it? Mallorca, Mallorca. She and, said she was born there, yeah. But it was found out she was born in Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so it's like it's yeah. like those things that are very yeah. problematic. And now she's saying, "No, I didn't say I was born in Mallorca. My family just lives there because her family that grew up that they're Bos- they're Bostonians. They lived here in Boston their entire life. They her, they moved there. Her parents retired. Her, her parents retired there, and her brother moved there. So now, like, she's saying, like, yeah, so now she's saying that you misunderstood that my family just lives there. So now it's kind of just, like, going back and forth. It's like, what is it? Are you Hillary? Are you Ladia? Did you grow up there? Did you not grow up there? It's just, like... I feel like we have to just wait and see what, like, by by next week. I don't think she's going to say anything else. No, but I think the internet is going to do their own research and find out. Yeah. Yes. So, for my opinion, just from what I've seen, it seems like cultural appropriation and she's caught in a corner. Interesting. It's a lot of going back and forth. Yeah. Well, I'm into it. Okay. Um, <laughs> the scandal continues. The <laughs> scandal. How you saying in España? All right. So, uh, Missouri Republican Senator Josh Hawley said this week that he will object when Congress counts the Electoral College votes, forcing lawmakers in both the House and the Senate to vote on whether to accept the results of the presidential election. Hawley is now the first sen- senator to formally announce his objection of the results. However, this will not change the outcome of the election. Multiple Republican senators have said that they will not push the president's baseless conspiracy theories and object to the results. However, others may join Hawley in the objection that comes in January on January 6th. Hawley notified Senate Republican leadership before he announced his decision with sources saying Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell had privately urged Senate Republicans not to object to the election results. In a statement giving his reasoning, Hawley said, quote, I cannot vote to certify the Electoral College results on January 6th without raising the fact that some states, particularly Pennsylvania, failed to follow their own state election laws, as well as saying, at the very least, Congress should investigate allegations of voter fraud and adopt measures to secure the integrity of our elections. But Congress so far has failed to act, end quote. If Hawley does object come January 6th, the two chambers have to separate and debate the matter for two hours before voting on whether to sustain the objection. Oh, my gosh. I think this guy is an idiot to say it nicely because there's a lot of words that I want to use, but Aaron doesn't allow me to cuss on this podcast. Oh, I love it. I'm so glad you said that, Edwin. I'm so glad. <laughs> Look, I I don't I am not being I'm not going to be painted here as the bad guy because you were the one that talked about professionalism here. You want it to be a professional podcast. We can't say F-bombs and whatever else you want to say, right? Do we not need to be professional? I don't think cussing is unprofessional. See that? Oh just... no, you don't say you say the f word to your <laughs> boss. I do cuss with my boss. No, that is so inappropriate. That's wrong. It is. It's that's what makes it fun. <laughs> it's unprofessional. Yeah, but that's what makes it fun behind closed doors. Like, I mean, I don't. Want... This isn't behind closed doors. This goes out to the public forever. It's just, I mean, cussing has been proven to make people feel better and it, they say lower stress it's just we're not talking about that do. we're talking about professionalism which is what you wanted this to be mm-hmm. professional so us cursing i'm not prohibiting if you want to curse mm-hmm. curse all i'm gonna do is i'm gonna check explicit on our podcast 
instead of clean. So by all means, please say what you want to say. But in terms of professionalism, I will not be lectured. Go ahead. Curse Curse away. I think this guy is an idiot. And what he's doing is un-American, unprofessional. (laughs) And like, just like what, like, what's his point? Like, like Trump lost, get over it. Like it happened. There's no evidence of fraud. No evidence of any voter tampering. Like Biden won. Trump is an idiot. Trump is a loser. And all you're doing is just prolonging and making this more embarrassing. This is already one of the most disastrous presidencies in American history and world history. Trump is going to go down as one of the biggest idiots in history, in my opinion. We'll probably read about it in 40 years in the history books, but it's just not looking good. And what's this guy's name? Holly, Harley, Holly, Josh, Josh, Holly from Missouri. He can either, you know, be a hero and love America and represent his state and his country. Or he can be an idiot and end up in the history books as an idiot, as one of Trump's idiots followers. It's just like there's really no gray area here. It's like, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. I'm just... I'm just so tired of this election talk and the fraud and the I'm just I'm so over it and I'm just I think he's an idiot just like Edwin said and I just cannot wait for inauguration day yeah. and even then I think we're just we're going to yes. continue to hear Trump talking yes. about fraud until he, the day he but... dies it's just and this is something that we're going to live with with the rest of our lives until all of these old republicans die off and trump including this is just something we're just going to have to live with it's so crazy i honestly thought like okay maybe trump will be professional to try to save his career and his children's career and just concede but no he's like he's going down fighting every single day and just slandering the trump name i mean that's why nobody wants to put them on covers that's why nobody wants them in any fundraising galas in New York. That's why nobody wants to be associated with them anymore. They thought they were going to return to the real world being heroes and wanted at every function and every Fortune 500 company and every boardroom. Like, no, it's like Trump is slandering their name. I think you're underestimating them. I think I think I think they're they're wealthy. They have their connections to the connections they've had and that they've been able to keep. But as for like potential like new businesses new opportunities i don't know if if those will come as easily i mean i obviously they're rich they're billionaires they have their money they have their con not condos their penthouses their mansions like they're set like they don't have to worry about anything i just think moving forward it might be a little bit more difficult to create new connections and maintain relevant in new businesses so i think I think, yeah, I still think you're underestimating them. I don't think, I do think likely Ivanka will run at some point. She will run for office because she's pretty, she's young, she's white, and she's what a lot of Trump voters love. They love her. They love yep. her. Um, and although Biden won, he didn't win by like, like literally almost half of the country still loves yep. Trump. So it's not like a written off, like, you know what, he's gone. Nobody likes him. I disagree. I think a lot of people are going to love him. And this is why they're still fighting. And this is why 
his supporters are still feeling this way because they don't buy this and they think, no, we need four more years and we want him. We want him only. And I think that's why representatives like Matt Gates and this guy, Josh Hawley, and other Republicans still stand. Um, the other guy, Jim, I forgot his name. But um, these representatives and, and senators who are saying, no, we stand by the president and we're going to support him no matter. They know that there's potential here to win Trump voters to keep getting reelected and to keep pushing this agenda. I don't I don't think it's going to be like they disappear into the night and no one hears from them again because. I think. They're going to just avoid super liberal areas that they know they're not liked or just have enough security so that nobody ever sees the protesters and they never get to see all the hate that they have because they're surrounded by. <laughs> hey, can you guys hear people me? Who love them. Oh, your um, sorry, but your audio was really yeah. scary right now. You sounded really, really scary. Oh, <laughs> well, really I'll, I'll out, listen later and man. see if that gets picked up. Hopefully not. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes. Maybe it's just something going on on your end, Haley. Are and you it's alone? It's scary. <laughs> Okay. okay. Um, uh, so there was an iOS app called Vibe Together, V Y B E Vibe, um, and it's been pulled from um, the App Store after promoting private parties, <laughs> encouraging young adults to go out and attend underground parties, and they used the tagline "quote Get your rebel on, get your party on." Um, the app released a statement saying that they were intended to host small gatherings and that they never hosted large-scale parties and that their marketing video simply left the wrong impression of people. Most of the social media has been um, taken from the internet, taken down, and the app has been taken down. Um, this is interesting to me. Um, I, I just wish I could actually see this stuff, like see the marketing video and see how they could possibly try to backpedal what they've already put out there. Um, I mean, I, I just think it's just stupidity. And I, I'm sure it's a group of young morons who put this app together. Um, <laughs> because she's really holding back. I really was holding back. Um, yeah, because Aaron doesn't let us cuss. <laughs> because, you know, that they said, you know, it was intended Don't to host say, small gatherings. I mean, what kind of safe small gatherings are there with people who don't know each other on an app? Wait, Aaron. Aaron, okay. what did Aaron say previously that he's never stopped me from cussing, whatever? What did you say? I said, if you want to curse, go ahead. I'll check the mark on explicit. But I said that's unprofessional. That's not true because what... previously when I've accidentally let out an F-bomb or whatever bomb I used, mm -hmm. you stopped the podcast and made us start from the beginning and say, no, we're not cussing. I... Wait, because rude. we can lose. Wait, can, can Haley finish the story first? Rude. And then, we go... <laughs> then we can go back. Yeah, and then we'll finish no, it's our... lingering. We'll finish the fight. <laughs> <laughs> this will be our bonus content of the next at, at the end of the episode, should, you guys. We, we have a, a separate podcast just of us. Yes, yeah, we have tuned. an additional five minutes after um, the podcast. You guys, can that's it. Um, this okay, app ahead, has been pulled and taken down, obviously, for being, <laughs> you know, really irresponsible. And um, I just think it's crazy that people 
really thought it was a good idea to, you know, promote little parties um, between strangers and get together during all of this. We're, we're going. Also, yes. like, who are they kidding? Like, I don't, I don't buy who this. Regulates like, oh, this? small gatherings, please. Yeah, come I mean, on. I'm not even like surprised or shocked or. I mean, yeah, I'm disappointed, but like up in arms, I don't know, because we live in America where we're fueled by capitalism and social <laughs> gatherings to make money. So. We get it, Edwin. You hate America. It's like, I still see Disney commercials. I still see commercials about traveling. I still see people lined up at malls and, and Ross. It's like, I'm not even surprised. Capitalism rules this country and yeah, and sells. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I have nothing to add. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not advocating for people to gather. As, they're idiots. Yeah, they're idiots. But... Those people who this app is is idiotic. The people then... who use this app are idiotic, and reckless. And you side note, those damn TikTokers who are traveling to the Bahamas, like Charlie D'Amelio and all those other morons. Yeah. Just stupid. Yeah, just I stupidity. Mean... And I know you get mad for me sharing extra things. I'm just kidding. I just love to slander Aaron. Um, I mean, it's recently been found out that there is a new strain of COVID hitting the world by storm now. Mm -hmm. It was recently found in Southern California. People are still out there living their lives, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, that uh, that wraps (laughs) it up for the week. Uh, Yes. Thanks for listening, everyone. Happy Happy New New Year. Year Stay safe and... Oh, goody. Put a pin in this. No, wait, Haley, we have our bonus content. Hold on, just a few minutes. Okay, so Edwin, now that we're done, you can go ahead. Bonus content, everyone. Here we go. I think I already said what I wanted to say. I know I don't really understand what you said. I never said... No. I don't remember stopping. No, it's not this one. I don't remember that. both, you've stopped me. I don't remember. I don't know. Either way, you have stopped me or you... I, I, I cursed mm-hmm. and you said we can't do that and you started it from the beginning and you said no I don't want to mark this podcast as explicit because it can you know um oh I feel like <laughs> yeah you have okay Edwin here we go here we go <laughs> yeah you have okay but that's not the problem the problem was is that you didn't want to appear unprofessional cursing saying the f word saying the c word about people all the, all, all the words, all the bad words is unprofessional. I can't believe you're trying to defend it. It's literally like a Trump supporter who's just like, I'm going to defend this no matter what. You're wrong. Cursing is unprofessional. So if you don't want to appear unprofessional, which is what you said you didn't want to appear as, we cannot curse on here. If you want to, that's fine. I'll check explicit so people know when they're listening. You're right. It's I'm explicit wrong. content. I'm just saying it feels like the pot calling the kettle black here. <laughs> All right. Happy New Year. Is that all, guys? <laughs> Many happy tidings to all. <laughs> I don't know, Edwin. Is it all? No, we'll, see. we'll see what I write down. My, my Have anything else you want to let out that you've been holding? <laughs> oh, in? my God. I hate this podcast. <laughs> the last one of the year. The last one this ever. This might just be our last podcast, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The yep. last one ever. I think tonight, Real Trip Chats dies. <laughs> Okay, I hate you guys. Uh, All right, well, good job, guys. Later.